Hi, everybody. It's Friday. That means another edition of the Zogby Report, real and, as always, unscripted. I'm here with my son, my managing partner, uh, Jeremy Zogby. Hey, Jer, how are you? Hey, Dad. Uh, doing pretty good. Okay, so believe it or not, um, voters are actually going to vote on January 15th. At least Republicans are. And we've got a one-sided but very interesting primary, uh, well, caucus in Iowa. And so what I wanted to do was just take some time and say we need to be paying attention to Iowa. Uh, there's a kind of myth going around that, oh, you know, Iowa's not important. It hasn't picked winners uh, in years, and its record is spotty. But the fact of the matter is, as an historian and as a pollster, I want to assure everybody Iowa is extremely important. Uh, and so what I'd like to do is uh, is give you my take on that. So mm -hmm. for starters, what happens in Iowa is it sets the table for the future. Anybody who does poorly in the Iowa caucuses uh, generally is out of the race before New Hampshire. Very few uh, stragglers stay in. Uh, uh, to go through New Hampshire. And if they do, they generally don't come from 2% or 3% to winning the New Hampshire primaries. Secondly, Iowa is an expectations game. I, I've mentioned this before, but what we're watching in Iowa are the pre-election polls, and we're polling uh, likely caucus uh, uh, attendees and, and voters but what we're looking for is not only who wins or loses, but who exceeds expectations and who doesn't exceed expectations. 1984, when Walter Mondale was leading with 60 plus percent of the vote and no one else was in double digits in the Democratic caucus, he emerged with 49 percent. And the next closest was Gary Hart, Senator Hart. 17%, but Hart exceeded expectations, broke away from the pack at 17. Mondale did not reach 50%. And though he uh, he went on to lose Mondale, the New Hampshire primary, and then it was nip and tuck uh, till the, the convention. Mondale eventually won the nomination, but Iowa was very important. Jimmy who? We're talking a lot about Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter uh, work the Iowa caucuses the way they should be. Retail, retail. He visited people in their living rooms. He met with them one-on-one, -on -one, shook hands in diners, stayed until the last lights were turned out. And Jimmy Who ended up winning the Iowa caucuses and emerging then ahead of the pack. And the story of how he won from nowhere, not only Iowa, but the nomination in the presidency is one of the really intriguing stories. So here we are today. Only about 120,000 Republicans, give or take, will attend these caucuses. You know, they'll go to gymnasiums and libraries and firehouses. And it's not a private vote. By and large, they're not writing names down and handing them in. They're standing up and declaring. There's everybody who is for Nikki Haley, please go over to this corner. So it's a very public showing. And 
really interestingly, not only is it very public, but neighbors are there. They're from your own precinct. Oh, you're going to be with her? Oh, come on. You're actually supporting Donald Trump? There's some embarrassment uh, potential, you know, that's going on there. So in essence, what are we looking for? January 15th, today is December 1st. We're looking for, does Donald Trump win and win sufficiently? Number two, is there someone who emerges from the pack? So not at, if there's someone who's at 5% in the polls, but gets 22%, that's somebody the press is going to focus on and focus on until the next battle in, um, in New Hampshire and then South Carolina and, and Nevada. So right now, uh, the battle is between Donald Trump and himself, meeting his own expectations. And then lastly, right now, it looks like uh, Ron DeSantis and uh, Nikki Haley, both of whom have won impressive endorsements. DeSantis, a governor and former governor, but Nikki Haley, the Koch brothers, which means money and organization. Um, I have no idea how this is going to emerge, but uh, for anyone who's saying, oh, Trump is far ahead and Iowa doesn't really matter, I'm making the argument that Iowa matters uh, and it's well worth watching. What do you think? Hmm. Well, it definitely matters because this is like tantamount to in epidemiology flu season. Right. This is when the political bug starts going around and your people who maybe just have been looking at the headlines, voters, likely voters now start getting into it. They really start getting into the show. The game really kicks into full gear and the, the political bug is, is going around. And the question is, is how infectious, uh, how strategic and how well organized and, and run of campaigns do each of these candidates have? Mm -hmm. uh, running with the analogy, you know, a run of the mill cold, right? Doesn't really do all that much, but a cold, a bug that's really effective, you could you could get over it in, in one or two weeks, <clears throat> talk to somebody on the West Coast, a client, let's say, or, or whoever, and then uh, you, you mentioned Oh, I, I just shook off this cold. Oh, you had that too? Oh, I had the, the and, and that's when you know you have a very, very sophisticated and infectious strategic bug. And it's the same thing with campaigns. And Iowa is the starting ground. It's the fertile ground for the political flu season. Now, to your point on Haley getting the endorsement of, uh, of um, uh, the Koch brothers, Let's not also forget Mr. Jamie Dimon, the CEO of J.P. Morgan. Yeah, that's significant. That that means a lot of money. DeSantis gets the governor, uh, got the governor Reynolds. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, money is very important. Organization is very important. Can, uh, this is this is talking about their their campaigns. But can they build the coalition? Trump has really built in the ultimate coalition of of angry uh loyal voters we see that in poll after poll um i i i again endorsements are are very important and so is 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 money but 
My question to you is, does Haley really have it when the stakes are so high, when, when MAGA is still strong? Does Haley really have what it takes to build a coalition to take to 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 sweep or or uh, accumulate or that she would have to accumulate a great deal of the MAGA voters plus some? Does DeSantis really have what it takes to do that? If you go by last night's clown show of uh, Newsom versus DeSantis, I think it. In my opinion, it was on full display. DeSantis probably doesn't have what it takes to do that. Um, Haley, look, she's governor, had been governor, um, a UN ambassador, but I don't think she has that infectious agent about her to to build that kind of coalition, what it takes to carry it forward. She could very well, you know, poll 17, 19, 22% in uh, in Iowa, but I don't think that that it's, that that's really going to go very far. Okay, that, those are really uh, intriguing uh, um, thoughts. Um, let me add to the mix that number uh, a number of other dynamics that are involved. About one in three Republican caucus voters in Iowa are evangelical Christians. They are very powerful there and and defined that power back in 1988 when Pat Robertson of the 700 Club actually won the Iowa caucuses and while he did not go on you know and win the nomination he defined I think forever or at least until now a very powerful conservative Christian voting block in Iowa for that matter the entire Republican Party. Now, the two favored candidates among Christian conservatives, Mike Pence and uh, Tim, Tim, Scott, yeah. um, are gone. Now, we also see evidence of Christian conservative leaders uh, uh, eschewing Donald Trump and criticizing Donald Trump. And that could be a little bit of a chink in the armor you know for trump heading into iowa um and you know obviously we'll have to watch that to see if his support has actually declined also let's remember that donald trump did not win the iowa caucuses in 2016 ted cruz actually mm -hmm. did and so trump doesn't trump is leading and, and leading substantially but there are other factors afoot here. But he, he, if I'm not mistaken, he won big time in 2020. Well, big time in 2020, there, he was the sitting president and there really wasn't a, a challenge back then. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, but, okay, so it, it, it remains to be seen. Uh, will it play out like 2016 or... Is he still king in, in Iowa? I, I just, I go back to Haley. Uh, she's great, has a great resume, um, a phenomenal resume, but her unwritten resume, you know, mm -hmm. what, what her character, her, her, uh, her command of a crowd, uh, is she exhilarating? Does she make people want to follow her? Does she make uh, the masses want to, donate 10 15 20 dollars i just don't see it desantis 
I think he had that potential, but the more he was exposed, or the more he had to go out in public, it became visible that he was he was arrogant, um, dismissed uh, people, uh, not very good one on one, um, and really just Trump light. So how do you knock how do you knock Trump off? And 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 you know we had a whole range of candidates a few months ago, and they're pretty much all gone. Nobody, I think, is going to arise on the scene and, and, and pick up the momentum. I would be shocked if um, if Haley does. A couple of comments, and I I'm, uh, we have to see about Nikki Haley, um, and, and no predictions, no projections. She has, by all accounts, including my own, won all the, uh, the Republican debates so far. It's good on her feet and good on the defensive and good on turning the defensive into an offensive. Um, but, you know, that's, uh, and I also agree that um, in, in this stunning, whatever it was last night, debate between uh, the two governors, that whatever it is that Ron DeSantis needed to do, he didn't do yeah. uh, last night. Um, and it was an opportunity for him, and, and, and he blew it. Now, one other aspect about Iowa that, that's important, and I remember this uh, running as a Fred Harris delegate, you know, Fred Harris, populist U.S. senator from Oklahoma, running for president, is that um, Harris was expected to get about 3 or 4% in 1976, but he came in fourth place at 10%. And his famous quote, was Iowa began the process of winnowing in and winnowing out candidates. We got winnowed in. And so one person that's worth mentioning uh, briefly is Chris Christie. Chris Christie's doing fairly well in that number two pack in New Hampshire right now. He's number four uh, in, in Iowa. And another possibility is that Haley and DeSantis uh, knock each other out of the game and and come in the second, close third place, but not impressively, but Christie does better than expected. And mm. if perchance that happens, Christie then is the beneficiary of the media attention, the money and the uh, momentum to go into New Hampshire where he is the Northeastern candidate, and he's always been fairly popular in New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. No yeah, possibility. I, I, I'm just going to close by saying that let's understand the dynamics at play of, of the current MAGA movement. Number one, nothing, nothing has, has, has successfully created a real attrition rate of, of uh, MAGA voters leaving the movement leaving the, the coalition uh, and everything has been done and attempted to, to create that. That has been the entire story of the media since 2016 to discredit and to, to, um, to, to create an attrition rate. And it, it just doesn't work. So the question is what, what can actually turn MAGA supporters off from Donald Trump, I, I think we're at the point where nothing really can. So that, that's number one. Why is that? 
so back to the the original question, the dynamic at play, the perception is that stakes are too high. And it appears like as each month goes on, from the perspective of MAGA voters, the stakes are even higher. What do I mean by the stakes are high? That they cannot afford to lose uh, uh, to, to well, right now, today, Joe Biden, if not Joe Biden, another Democrat. And that the, the momentum that would need to occur to knock and break down that juggernaut is going to have to be something like of the, the, the likes of which the Republican Party has never seen before, which Donald Trump was. And I just don't, I'm sorry, I'm repeating myself. I don't see that in Haley and I don't see that in DeSantis. So it would, it would, it would have to be, it would have to be something like a miracle, a Hail Mary. I don't disagree at all, but I think the one thing we basically do agree on as we close is Iowa is very important, isn't it? Iowa is very important. Absolutely. Well worth watching. They will, they will determine that and they will set the, uh, the stage for what's to come. Iowa is worth watching as much as the Zagreb report is worth watching. It's very important for your life, right? Absolutely. Okay. Have a good week. (laughs) Take care. You too.